Do you want to take your game in baseball and business to the next level? Created by players for players. This is the Baseball and Business Podcast, where current and former pro and college baseball players are empowered to reach their full potential on the field and in business. Here's your host, Luke Melms. Welcome to episode 15 of the Baseball and Business Podcast. This week's episode, we dive into one specific topic, which I've titled Building a Championship Business Network. This is, in my opinion, the most important topic that there is in business because it really is uh, vital that you build the right people around you. I don't think it matters whether it's baseball, whether it's business, whether it's marriage, whether it's whatever. If you don't surround yourself by the right people, you are destined to ultimately fail. And as far as what I've done, I've just shared in this episode the practical tips and ideas that I have that I've actually walked out and have, have had success in. So I certainly don't want to hoard this. Uh, I want to share this. Baseball and business is, is really a vehicle to help connect people and ideas. I think this episode does a great job of bringing these two points at an intersection and making it practical for you to actually carry out uh, day-to-day. We get into to tactical ways to, to meet new people, how to actually, once you meet these people, what to do to make sure they actually sustain and you see this be something long-term over years, not only become a valuable business network, but see these people become close friends. I mean, when I look at my own circle of influence, uh, these are people that were a, a phone call, an email, something at the beginning that I had no idea what it was going to, to turn into. But when I look back all these years later, they are some of the closest people actually in my life. So I'm excited to, to just share this with you. Take a listen. I'm excited about covering this week's topic, which is the importance of building relationships in the context of business. And before we really dive into this, I want to just use a, a very simple baseball analogy that all of us will, will easily understand, and that's the concept of of being a part of a team and, and really winning as a team. There's moments in the game where it's obviously a one-on-one battle between a pitcher and a hitter or the ball and the fielder. But at the end of the day, we all play as part of a team. The game can't be won or lost just because of one player. It, it truly takes a team over a long season um, to, to really build something long term it it takes a collective group of guys you know coming through a minor league system making it to the big leagues or even in college just growing together from the time of, of being freshman until junior senior year and that's really no different when it when it comes to business if you're going to be successful it's going to be the byproduct of, of yes the effort that that you put in but also the people that you surround yourself with and I just know from my own personal experience that this has been one of the most important things that has has added value to other people 
and obviously has added value to myself. So I wanted to just dive into a, a few bullets that I think are are worth noting. You know, if you want to take notes, go ahead. But the the first thing that I think is important is being intentional, but not having an agenda. I think all of us have had some type of experience with a salesperson and you showed up to whatever that may be with an idea of what it is that you're looking for. You may have communicated this and it's as if you didn't say a word to the salesperson and they just maybe showed you what they wanted. That is a great example of someone who has has an absolute agenda and that's not necessarily being in your best interest but maybe in their best interest or maybe they're they they do have a reason for it they think it's what's best for you but there's no way to know it's not a cookie cutter system in in anything there's no right or wrong wrong answer if someone wants something that's what they should ultimately get but when it comes to you know what i think of networking or building relationships it's very important to just truly get to know people uh, especially if this is the first time you're meeting some someone, I think it's important to put yourself in the right room, but not necessarily try to make something happen immediately, especially for yourself. Um, when I think of the word networking, I've been to to good networking events, I've been to bad networking events, and I think the the ones that aren't very successful really boil down to the the people in the room aren't really looking to to get to know other people and really build something long term it's almost a game of how many business cards can i get handed out before the night gets over and those aren't the types of people that you want to surround yourself with those are are people that are really transactionally faced um and it's just it's not going to it's not going to lead to anything I can't think of, of anyone that I would want to do business with or introduce someone to to do business with that is basically just a, you know a, a number on a, on a piece of paper. And so you know if you find yourself in a networking situation that feels forced, awkward, or it's just simply checking the box, that's definitely a, a good sign that you're maybe not in the, <laughs> not in the best room. But Tying, tying in this to the, the second point that I had written down, which is put currency in other people's pockets. When you think of currency, clearly the first thing that comes to mind is money. And if you're going to put it in someone else's pocket, you may be thinking, well, does that mean I have to do business with them? Not necessarily. I mean, who knows all the different types of people that you're going to come across. Maybe you're already doing business with someone in that space. Let's just use a, a CPA as an example. Let's say you, you've used your CPA for 10 years. You shouldn't just switch CPAs for the sake of switching CPAs because you meet meet someone else. But by building this network, how could you quote unquote put currency in someone else's pocket and really build a relationship that could be mutually beneficial? Well, two ways that I think of outside of directly doing business with someone would be introducing them to someone that that could lead to business. Uh, Essentially, it's a referral. And it 
is really a race in my opinion when I think of this because the sooner that you can add value to someone's life, the easier it is to really keep that ball rolling when it comes to momentum. Because when you meet meet people, especially successful people, they're constantly meeting other new people and life is busy. You want to stay top of mind. But the reality is, is you can't control when you're going to meet someone and have the timing all correlate together. So the second thing that I think of is what I call COIs, centers of influence. So this is really a key piece to this whole concept of building relationships and building a successful team. Who are the people in your network that are power players, that are influential? You want to connect influential people with other influential people that don't know each other. That's a great way that I think of putting currency, quote-unquote, in other people's pockets because these are two ways that can show you're, you're the real deal. You're not just in this to, hey, I'm looking to get something. I'm not interested in giving anything or I'll give something when I get something. Be the person to, to step out, show, hey, I'm serious about this. This wasn't just a, a one-time thing where we talked and you got filed away and Maybe your number made it in my phone and I'll never really uh, remember who you are. This is, this is a, a great way to, to make a, a first impression that will last for a long time. Which leads me to the next point, which is following up. I think in today's automated world, it's very easy to not necessarily put a, a personal touch on things because that's just the world we live in, whether it's text messaging or email, handwritten note, phone call. It really doesn't matter how you follow up with people. It's just that you actually do it because the reality is most people aren't going to. <laughs> when, when something specific comes up, that's maybe the best case scenario that they'll connect these dots. But I think that one week after you meet someone, is the most golden opportunity to really show, hey, this person actually listened. <coughs> Excuse me. This person actually listened to something that I said. And if you can, you know, in a few sentences, basically communicate this back. And I think that's a, a way of showing that you, you genuinely care because that's really where trust is initially established when you actually show that you're genuinely interested in someone. That's, I think, the most basic way, especially uh, immediately meeting someone. The other thing that I'll say, and I already said it before, but busy people are constantly meeting a lot of people. So how are you going to stay top of mind? You have to do different things to constantly put yourself at the top of someone's mind. Now, the next thing I think is, is really important when it comes to how do I meet these people that I want to meet? And it really boils down to not trying to be somebody that you're not. And to use another baseball analogy, I'm going to, to go back to my playing days. I just knew who I was at the end of the day. I wasn't who I was and at the same time who I wasn't. I was not big. I was left-handed. And I was fast. So for me, 
most of the positions were very easily eliminated going into high school. I realized that playing first base was going to be a thing of the past. All the other spots on the infield obviously weren't an option. Catching wasn't an option. Pitching, that was on the table, but I didn't throw real hard. And I just played to my biggest strengths, and that was using my speed and manning center field, essentially, at the end of the day. So in the context of business, if you want to meet new people, how do you do this? And I think the, the most basic way to do it is where did you go to school? That's an emotional connection that you'll have with people immediately. No questions asked, very low barriers, whether it's high school or college. I think, I think those are easy ways to, to meet people. And especially people that have gone on and, and done successful things. Those are the types of people that, that you want to meet. Those are the people that are at these events. I mean, personally, I live in South Florida. Been down here for three years. My college hosts an alumni event every year over in the Fort Myers area, which I drive the two hours to. And it's the best four hours I can spend round trip in a car because those are all the the major players, people on the board of directors, the president of the university, very successful alumni. I mean, for example, the, the former CFO of Dell went to my went to my university and I've been able to pick his brain. I've been able to pick several people's brains. I mean, these are people that are high-level executives of publicly traded companies, private companies. It really doesn't matter. You get to, to meet so many different types of people. But the thing that I will share is that most of the people in those room, rooms that, that I typically find are not under the age of 50. So specifically for anyone that is under that age, I think it's it's very easy to stand out and be able to, to meet people that are going to be willing to say, wow, this is someone who's actually doing something that most people aren't. And if you ask the questions, they'll answer them. I've been able to just pick people's brains. And I think the showing up year after year shows that you're invested. You You want to actually you know, support the, support the school, support what's going on. Um, I mean, there's people that spend, spend the time to, to trek all the way down. I mean, I, I went to school in Wisconsin, so the, the people that work on staff at the school that come down with the president, I mean, it shows, shows that, that you're willing to, uh, to back, back what's going on, hear what's going on at the university and, Every every school needs to raise funds, needs to raise support. That's obviously part of it, but they're looking to to give and and get all at the same time. And I've I've gotten a lot out of that. So that's one one area. Second thing is, what do you just naturally enjoy doing? I mean, we're all athletes, former athletes. I think meeting other like-minded people is a, a no-brainer when it comes to that athlete mindset. So whether it's CrossFit, whether it's running, swimming, biking, whatever it is, I think there's ways that you can plug in and meet other people that are also type A driven people, goal setters. If they're doing that physically, 
I'd be very shocked if most of them are not doing the same thing within their professional life. So I think that's a very easy slam dunk way to to find other like-minded people. And then spilling out outside of those two obvious ones, maybe hobbies, I don't know. Just be you, find places that you don't have to try to pretend to be someone else. The other reason that I say this is that oh, depends on, on your personality type. Maybe you aren't the most extroverted person <coughs> that's out there, but the reality is you don't have to be. I think it's very easy to talk about something you naturally enjoy and are passionate about, so you don't have to say, wow, networking event, like this is so not not me. I have to fake being somebody that I'm not. No, you, you can be completely who you are. And to kind of wrap, start to wrap things up here, the thing that I think about is there's three different types of people that you should be looking to connect with in the sphere of, of really building this championship network with elite mind. The first type of person would be that mentor type. So I was talking about it before where you're meeting people who maybe are retired, maybe are C-level executives of companies currently. These are people that have lived their whole lives. They've obviously done some successful things. They have a lot of knowledge. I think what you'd be surprised about when you actually go for it and ask them questions is that they're very willing to, to share this. I think once you've reached a certain point, uh, you know, what, what really fulfills you goes beyond money, it goes beyond success. It really boils down to the legacy that you want to leave. And that legacy is going to go beyond your, your time here on earth if, you know, if you're in that type of position. So the, the way that you can very easily do that is just by transferring down to that next generation to make sure that it, the, what that person has learned continues on. The second thing that I think about is finding, finding counterparts and people that are really walking, walking out life in business in the same, same spot that you're in. And I think back to playing in college and that incoming class as, as freshmen, we were all going into a, a terry that, territory that was unfamiliar, going from high school baseball to college baseball and have the chance to, to grow up uh, not only as people but as obviously athletes. And it's important to, to have people that can pour into you and that you can pour into. In business, that's, that's no different. I find it very important in, in my own personal journey to, to make sure that I'm finding other people that are doing what I want to do. And that's, that's not necessarily just you know punching in, punching out, nine to five type mindset people. It takes intentionality to go, go out there and, and find like-minded people. And I think that's one of the most valuable things that the baseball and business network brings is it makes it a little bit easier because these are people, no one has to, to get plugged into our network. No one wants to, they won't, they won't do it. But the reason why so many people are coming together is because they do want to do more than be an athlete now or maybe they're done playing. They say, you know what, I don't want my best days to just be you know, 
opening up a, a scrapbook and saying, hey, remember when you know we won XYZ game? I think there's there's more to it. And the third type of person is really that that mentee. I think about an upperclassman really helping helping a freshman out, you know, when it comes to just a big game. I mean, maybe it's a freshman that is a starter and really just putting someone someone at ease and helping helping someone walk through something that they they haven't necessarily walked through. And in business, that's it's obviously a big thing. We all have the opportunity. It's not an you know, being being a mentor uh, is is not necessarily an age-based thing. You can add value to a lot of people's lives. You just have to be as, sm- as small as one step away from someone else to, to have something that you can share with them, or maybe you're a couple miles down the road. It really doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, I, th- I think it's important to find people that you can pour into. So these are just some of the, the big things that I've found. And to, to really wrap it all up and, and tie some practical things in here, we have a previous episode from earlier in the podcast that, that dove into specifics on LinkedIn. I highly encourage you to go back and listen to that if you want to get into some of the super tactical things. But just to, to wrap it up, I, I would say that LinkedIn is a great place to do this. And I want to just focus on social media as a whole here because I've found a lot of value in starting the the relationship process because I know the type of person that I'm looking to meet. And that's the, the great thing about social media is you can find them, but how do you actually stand out? I would say it's as, as simple as writing a message and, and personalizing it. So on LinkedIn, don't just ask to connect with someone when you ask to connect Put a personalized message, put their name in it, explain why you're looking to connect so that when they get that, not only uh, the, the connection request within LinkedIn, but they'll get a, an email as well, it's going to stand out. So these, these little things, as my college coach always said, he said, little things become big things. And the more that I've lived out life in business, the, the more that I see that that was something that applies well beyond baseball. It applies in business. And I think if we just take a step back and, and put ourselves in someone else's shoes, how would just at the end of the day, how would we want to be treated uh, when it comes to a new relationship? We'd want to be treated like a person and not, not a transaction. So I appreciate you taking the time to, to listen to this. I think for me, this has been one of the, the biggest areas I, I have found uh, just value at the end of the day is is building relationships. I, I've enjoyed everything that's happened through the baseball and business network. We've got hundreds of guys now in this years later that are meeting each other. I've been able to, just within the last two weeks, make several introductions to people that, that I haven't haven't met you know years ago I've met them months ago and to be able to connect them with people that I have known for years so that's that's kind of just the the real raw raw experiences that I've I've walked through I hope that you're able to take these and apply them immediately because this is uh this is really something that 
once you get going with it and kind of get into a rhythm, I think you'll find find a cadence that works for you to build this into your natural schedule and, and it won't feel like homework or an assignment. It really will feel like something that that you're passionate about. Uh, I, I love... I loved playing on a team because no one wants to do anything by themselves. At least I know I don't. So I enjoy being able to, like I said, these three different types of people have those in my life so that I'm, I'm receiving from someone, I'm pouring into someone, and then finding those people that I'm, I'm doing both with. So wherever you're at, I hope you have a great rest of the week, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Baseball and Business Podcast. For more information, visit our website at baseballandbusiness.com or visit our Instagram page at baseballandbusiness. For those of you who are current or former pro or college baseball players, visit our website and hit the join button. Here you'll get our weekly private email, which includes our weekly content, any updates, and exclusive invites to private events. Once again, this is Luke Melms, founder of Baseball and Business and former college baseball player. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon.